sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please feel free to contact us. You can do so in a couple of ways. Email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. That's ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us using, uh, sorry, tweet us at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Again, our Twitter handle is sfdiocese, hashtag, use the hashtag ignition. Uh, Father, today is episode 200 of this little podcast of ours. Yay! I'm wearing a party hat. Do you feel old? No. Me either. Funny, I don't feel two hundred. <laughs> so, Father and I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up real quick. But we've, we've been doing this for quite a while. It, it, the, 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 the ancient history of ignition. Um, originally, this is a podcast that I was doing just by myself, uh, and I got bored and tired of that. So, um, way back, episode seventeen, Father, um, August eleventh, twenty ten. Uh, you and I uh, rebooted um, the podcast with a review, a discussion of of the movie Inception by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and what, lo and behold, what do you know? We just had a new Christopher Nolan movie come out just a couple weeks ago that we're not going to talk about today, but that would have been funny. Bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> Set you up for that, but now we're not going to do it. We're not going to do that. That would have uh, that would have been interesting, but maybe we'll, we'll save that for a future episode of Ignition. How about that, Father? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wait until you see the movie before you decide whether or not we want to discuss it. <laughs> yeah, it's already old news by now, though. Ah, oh, that's true. That's true. Live in the now, Doctor Bergwald. It's like three weeks old, for goodness' sake. Yep. So anyway, ancient history. Ancient history. So, so Father and I have been uh, doing this um, virtually every week uh, since August of 2010. Wow. Wow, Father. Zoinks. Zoinks. So, so episode two. Sometimes, you know, uh, we're near like, we're just, uh, you know, November All Saints Day just happened. You know, when they investigate a saint? Uh, or investigate someone to see if they're a saint. They investigate everything they ever wrote. <laughs> yeah, I know where this. What is about going. our recorded podcasts? I, <laughs> I mean, if for some reason someone wants to investigate Dr. Bergwald for like a cause of canonization, they have to listen to every episode of Ignition to see if there's like any any if there's ever any unrepented heresy. The, I, I suppose they would. Wow. God bless. Them. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of November and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, canonizations for people who have died um, or will die someday. Actually, Father and I thought that episode 200 would be uh, a good time to talk. And because it's falling in in November, uh, be a good time to talk about actually the last things or at least a couple of the last things. So, Father, the last things. um, Does that mean this is the last ignition ever? I, I, I hope not. Okay. Um, Father, actually, interest, I hope not. Speaking, just quick tangent. Father, um, we're about to, we're soon to be celebrating 
the last Sunday in Ordinary Time, um, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And my oldest daughter, who is 10, and she's in fifth grade, she was talking about Doomsday the other day, and she said something to the effect that um, what she she's she's not looking forward to Doomsday or something like that. Uh, and I said, well, I, I, Elena, her name, Elena, well, what is, what, what's going to happen? What, what is Doomsday exactly? And she said, well, that's when the world's going to end. Well, the world's going to end when Jesus, Jesus comes again. So don't you want Jesus to come again? And she thought about it and she didn't have an answer. She, she got the point I was making, but, <laughs> but she, uh, just the interest, you know, the, this, the pop culture idea already in a, for a fifth grader, you know, Doomsday and Apocalypse. And this is from, I mean, we, 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 um, we're pretty discerning with what sort of media we, we expose our kids to. Um, and so that, honestly, like they watch PBS and, um, you know, a, a handful of kids movies and shows and, and that's about it. And yet the, it's, it's very much in the culture we live in, the air that we breathe, um, this idea of this apocalyptic tone to much of pop culture, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah. In fact, Pope Benedict the uh, sixteenth wrote about it in his encyclical uh, Space Salvi, yeah. where he talks about uh, uh, reflecting back upon uh, the millennial uh, hype and fear and anxiety, Y2K, uh, how uh, uh, for the Christian again, death is, uh, and the end of the world uh, is something to be longed for. Right, right. Yeah, it's not something to be feared, but something we we look we 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 speak of it every Sunday in the creed. Uh, we speak of the resurrection of the dead and so the the, the end of things uh, and, and the life of the world to come. Exactly, looking forward to it. And actually, that's that's what we're going to talk about um, in this episode today. The last thing. So, Father, this is a uh, a term in, in 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 our faith. The last things. What are the last things? Well, there's typically four last things that are talked about. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. So um, uh, today we're going to focus on the, the, the first two in particular, and, and then, um, God willing, if there is an ignition, episode 201, uh, we'll talk about heaven and hell uh, in, in, in greater detail next week. But or maybe on episode 222. Or <laughs> that's like when will that be? That that's like twenty weeks. Well, I don't know what twenty weeks away from now is, but that's like five months. Anyway, so Father, you know, death. Uh, the, the the first one of those that you mentioned, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Death is the first one, um, and it's something you know the, the saying. You know, uh, two things you can't avoid: death and taxes, and so on. And, <laughs> but I think, don't you think that I think in, in many ways, it's not just that we flee from death. We, we 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 have a longing within us not to die. That's that's part of our human nature. I, I think we don't natural self preservation. Exactly, we don't want to die. Um, so, but even more than that, Father, I think in our in our again talking about the the culture we live in, the the cultural air that we breathe, I, I think the norm is not tr- only to flee from it, but even to try not to think about it, to 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 forget about the fact, to not spend any time reflecting on the fact that I am going to die. We want you know whenever death comes up, we sort of. Oh, that's kind of a downer conversation topic, and you know, let's let's put that off and talk about happier things. Uh, well, not just death, not just wanting to avoid death or to to quote unquote whistle past the graveyard, yeah, um, but even to avoid the signs of diminishment and dying. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, um, well, like <laughs> on the radio these days, uh, if you're not listening to a fine station like Lamb Catholic Radio, 
Uh, you might hear ads for like Sioux Falls Plastic Surgery. Sure. Choose the beauty you want to be. Right. Um, and I, I don't know who runs the place, but I mean, man, to think that, uh, you know, just looking to avoid, so often that's about avoiding the signs of age. Now there's legitimate use of plastic surgery for injury or, or things of that sort. Um, but also then, uh, uh, it's not just the plastic surgery ads on the radio, but also on the radio as well, on fine stations that aren't Lamb Catholic Radio. Um, the finest of stations. Uh, you might hear ads for <laughs> testosterone treatments for men. Right. To defy aging. Right. Yeah. The 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 fountain of youth. You know the 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 continual search for and you know people who was Walt Disney and others who are cryogenically frozen in the hopes of being right. being able to be resuscitated um, uh, at some point in the future when aging or death is is done away with. Who's the baseball player where his uh, yeah. his children fro- froze? Ted Williams. Yes, yes. Ted, yep, yep. That's what was yep. the last 10, 15 years, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Stuff I think when I was out of high school. So all those, re- this this desire that we see very much in the culture around us to put death off, to do everything we can avoid it, but even to avoid talking about it as well, right? Right, that, that we're not comfortable if. If someone has maybe a serious or dangerous diagnosis and they say, well, you know, I could die. And family or friends might say, oh, don't say that. Don't talk that way. Right. You don't need that sort of negative talk. But no, we need to think about death, to talk about death. Indeed, what I, is a good death? I, I think the, today, I think the, the, the there's a, death is always a time of mourning. I mean, right now, Father, there's the... Um, the, the holiday time for the grief group. The holidays are always tar- hard, of course, for those who have lost loved ones, particularly in the last year, because that'll be the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, um, first New Year's without without loved ones around, um, th- those loved ones around. Uh, but just in addition to that, there's just this, this time of... I don't know. We, we just get, because they're not there, they're not with us. We, we miss them in a particular way during the holiday season. And it becomes very hard uh, to think about and deal with. And yet, again, this is something that we know is going to happen to all of us. And I think part of the reason, I don't know, what do you think about this, Father? I think part of the reason why people struggle with the idea is because more and more we're, we're calling into question the, the idea that death is not the end of our existence. You know, you talked about self-preservation before, but for a long time um, in Western civilization for the last 2000, well, for, for certainly the last several centuries in the West, there's been this idea that, that physical death is not the end of my existence. But today, with secularism and, and so on, I think people are not so sure anymore. And there is, I think a part of it is a fear that, that this is it. This is the end. And I don't want to think about the fact that I or or my loved ones are going to cease to exist. What do you think about that? I think you're right on the head. Um, I, th- I think that is a growing thought and, and that thought's having an effect. Um, the more that we, uh, the more that an individual may move away from uh, the idea that there is something after death, someone waiting after death, uh Death seems more meaningless, and life is more meaningless in that regard as well. Right. There's actually um, there's a, a a neat uh, Jesuit priest, uh, Father Robert Spitzer. Yep. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I have. And he has a, a great program, a great uh, project called the Reason Magis uh, Faith Institute. Yep. 
uh, where faith and reason come together. And uh, he has uh, done the research into uh, peer rever- or the, the journal searches into medical uh, publications that talk about near-death experiences. And it's amazing how in, these are scientific research things. So these aren't like with rose-colored glasses. But it's amazing the number of people who die who have near-death experiences. Right. And someone who dies who has a near-death experience, even a child with a near-death experience, has a measurably uh, lower fear of death and dying in the future. Because they've encountered uh, some being, some light, some hope after death and it's really pretty amazing stuff so that because they they have a a a certitude or at least a greater certitude that that there is life after death correct um and and it's worth noting by the way i think also that that idea that there's life after death uh is was not unique to christianity philosophers discussed the idea before christ obviously other religions um have similar similar conceptions of of uh, life after death so that what hasn't been unique to christianity but it has because of christianity's influence in the west it's pervaded our culture until until fairly recently right and and, and i think the western spy not just like south dakota you know yeah. montana but western in the sense of uh, the United States and Western Europe and Europe in general, um, the conception of life after death is mostly Christian. Even if it's not believed in, it's still mostly Christian in these areas. Right, right. So, so we, we, we're all going to die, even though, you know, the, we, we question maybe to some degree more now than we have in the past as a society, civilization. We, we question life, uh, life after death, but the reality is, nonetheless, whether there is anything afterwards or not, we will at some point die. And there's something to be said from now a, a, a deeply Christian Catholic perspective about thinking about that and preparing for it, not just, you know, sort of the logistics of the matter, although that's something uh, that, that's worth doing as well, Pre, you know, planning for your your funeral right. and so on but picking out your readings and, yeah, and, what, and what have you and and then the the financial side and then those sorts of details and nitty-gritty but then this father the spiritual preparation for our death that regardless of the age that we're at that we should all be mindful of the fact that i am going to die it might be you know i think father that the um the real part of the reality is because so the the, the life expectancy in our com- in our country is so long that most of us expect that we will we we won't have to think about that until we're in our you know well sixties probably seventies or so before I have to think about my death. But unfortunately, we know through through tragedies that death death can strike any time, even if it's if even if it's less common. And we can control our choices, our choosings, but we can't control when the end comes. Right. Right. So it's important always to be mindful of the fact that I'm going to die and therefore always to some degree to be uh, preparing ourselves spiritually for death whenever it may come. I know that, you know, the, in, in various monastic communities over the centuries, they're greeting to one another when they would see each other in the courtyard or wherever in the monastery. Memento mori in Latin, um, which means remember your death. Uh, so it's, which seems, I well, think, go ahead. When every Ash Wednesday, right? You are if remember, you, man, that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Is one of the options for imposing the the blessed ashes. 
Right. So, so this is something that we, as as Catholics, certainly uh, at least once a year, and perhaps more common or more often than that, we we speak to this reality in a very very direct way that we're going to die and to remember that and therefore prepare ourselves for. Uh, in, in, in not just the logistic sense, but in the spiritual sense, a good death. So, Father, what makes a good death good? What do, what do we mean when we speak about, from a spiritual perspective, a good death? Well, a good death is uh, one in which uh, you are spiritually, mentally uh, partaking in the death and dying process. Um you know, our whole life uh, is meant to be an offering to God. You're consecrated in your baptism. Uh, you are marked uh, with uh, with God's grace, adopted as his daughter or son. And the whole of your life then is meant to be an offering back to the Father. And so to think of death then as that final opportunity, that final home stretch, if you will, uh, to make that offering back to the Father in love, returning to Him what His love has already given us. So, so really entering, yeah, a spiritual offering. Um, insofar as we're all baptized into Christ as priest, prophet, and king, we can we should be offering every day, offering our entire selves back to God. But in a particular way, uh, when we're dying, if 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 to the degree that we are self-aware, to make that offering in a very deliberate, conscious. Uh, way correct correct and um thinking you know we're near thanksgiving right now and that's a good preparation for death as well is gratitude right you know are we uh are we willing uh to be to return to god in gratitude what he's already given us um and you know the the people that have more peaceful death a more easy death it's not always a physical thing that makes for an easy death I used to think, boy, I want—I'd like to die in my sleep, you yeah. know, so that uh, no one would, you know, it'd be nice and easy. That there'd be no distress. It would just kind of go, right, right, right. But now I hope that my dying and my death can happen when I'm awake, when able, when I'm able to make that offering to God, when I'm able to be making an offering of prayer of myself. Uh, to God and for love of neighbor, and even to pray uh, in reparation and sorrow for my mistakes and my sins. Right, right. So to be c- conscious and fully aware in those last moments of earthly life, and as you said, not just drifting off in your sleep. Correct, correct. So, so prayer as, uh, or death as a prayer, death as an offering. And so and in another part of a, a good death, in that way, is that we have let control of our life go to God earlier. Oh, okay. Or that we're in the yeah. process of trying to let control of our life go. So like, um, I think souls a lot of times struggle with the dying process are souls uh, who, uh, in my pastoral experience, uh, have not worked to give their life over to God here and now. Mm-hmm. That they've always been in control. They've always been in charge. They've always been the one uh, who um, who's in control. But now with God, uh, there is a need uh, to, and, and with dying, uh, there's the final emptying, the final release. Right, right. Over which we have no, well, I guess we can take control if we will, but but in the sense, unless we're making that, 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 
unless we're ending our own life, we, we, we don't have control over when the last moment is actually going to happen. Correct. Correct. Um, so, so at your own experience, have you, Father, have you, have you witnessed, have you been part of, have been with somebody who's died a good death? Yeah, you know, the experience of my father, some different parishioners. We just had a, a parishioner locally uh, who passed away, uh, a father, a grandfather. And it was it was a beautiful thing to be a part of and to encourage uh, his uh, wife and his children to be encouraging him in that. Right. Um, it, it, it's really actually pretty beautiful. Yeah. So with that, then the desire, the 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 beauty of dying a good death comes the importance of of being ready, which we spoke to earlier. Um, always being mindful that it's going to happen, and I'm going to die. Um, and then, Father, this moves us into the second uh, of the four last things. When I die, judgment will happen. And the church talks about there's a distinction between the the immediate particular judgment my own judgment that happens when i die and then at the end of time there will be the universal judgment but we'll go in order chronologically so to speak um when i die i will be judged when i die my fate is set in the the term that you the way the phrase you used when we were discussing this the die is cast so um whatever my final destination is going to be with god for eternity in heaven or separated from him uh, for all eternity in hell that 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 choice i have made that choice and that choice is is set so to speak when I die. So, so immediately there is that particular judgment. Is, is that the, the, a fair summary? Yes. And uh, again, to remember and to think that when you think about particular judgment, it's not about judging particles. Right. Uh, it's about uh, the judgment of each one individually. Right, right. Um, and, you know, as you say, you know, talk about the choice being made. And of course, that the choice is not made by God, the choice is made by you. Right. And God judges and evaluates your choice, your life of choice, your choice at your state of death, and assigns uh, you to what you have chosen. Right. Right. Yeah, I think, Father, I, I, and I think we've, I, it seems like we've probably talked about this before, um, but we won't be surprised when we die. We're going, we're going to go exactly where, have we, have we, when we died, did we die desiring to be with God um, in a state that reflects that we want to be in communion with him? Or when we die, do we, do we die wanting to be apart from him? Not, you know, not caring. Not only will we not be surprised, but we won't be disappointed. Ah. You know, we were um, this summer directing the 30 days silent retreat. And in the 30 day exercise of St. Ignatius, he asks uh, for you to meditate on, a, on souls in hell and the experience of a soul in hell. And the souls in hell, you know, with their different sufferings on the different levels, the different sensible levels. And uh, some of the directees will sometimes have a trouble with this and they'll say, you know, I felt so bad for them because here they are and they're. You know, they're struggling, crying out, why doesn't somebody save me? And I was like, I was like stop for a moment. Remember, these souls are in hell by their own choice. Right. So while they suffer, while they hate their sufferings, they still curse God even as they suffer. Right. So that whole idea of uh, of of God honoring your choice. Right, right. He, he, that's the, that, he gives, he created us 
with free will, and he will always honor that choice it, precisely out of love for us. It wouldn't be authentic, true love if he if he compelled us to be with him for eternity. So if we choose to be apart from him, he will honor that choice. Correct, correct, correct. And, and um, I, I think the other thing to think in that way is um, uh, uh, we can prepare for this by bringing ourselves before the judgment seat of Christ early right. in the sacrament of confession. Right, right, right. So, some penitents will even say, it's been so long since my last confession and I accuse myself. So you act as your own prosecutor in a good confession right. uh, to God who sits in judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 again, the thing in all of that is when we go, when we do die and when we are judged, then it will be in in light of where we were, where we when we died, and we won't be surprised, as you said, we won't be disappointed. The only thing I would, other than the fact that if 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 uh, for those who are damned created for God. That's the great tragedy of hell. The greatest pain of hell is that we're created for God. So is there's that, that, um, you know, I've chosen against God and yeah, I'm created for him. And so that, that, that awful reality of the, of that dichotomy, um, that will be forever. Correct. So we, and then there, there's another, so if we have, we talk about judgment, uh, and we mentioned that there's a particular judgment, that means there's also the opposite of particular is universal universal or overall. Yep. And so there's this idea that there is, uh, and we, this is from the scriptures, there's a particular moment uh, to each one assigning them at their death, and then a universal judgment at the end of time. Right, right. So, and that, that, Father, I think one of the things to keep in mind for this, for our listeners, is that at, at the last judgment, or I guess immediately prior to the last judgment, we will be reunited with the bodies. The, the church teaches, based on the words of Christ and, and what we find in, in the New Testament, that there will be the resurrection of the dead, both for those who will be in heaven and for those who will be in hell. Our bodies and our souls will be reunited, and then all things will be revealed in the presence of everyone uh, before God himself. Correct. And now that can seem a little embarrassing, maybe, uh, to us as sinners, that everything will be revealed in front of everyone. Uh, But remember that uh, for you as a soul desiring after heaven and seeking heaven, your sins are no longer a source of shame. Your sins are a way that God is glorified because he forgives you from them and his power is shown forth in his forgiveness. I think that's a great thing because I, I, I've thought the same thing, Father, but the, the idea of embarrassment and shame over the, the sins I've committed in the past, even those that I've I've, I've confessed and, and been forgiven of, still, oh my gosh, everybody's going to see that. Um, right. But, but as you just said, well, th- there's, there's more to the story. Correct. Yeah. Of his mercy and forgiveness. And, and that's also where the resurrection, as you said, the body and the soul t- reunited in that way, both to heaven and to hell. Exactly. We'll have the bodies and souls. All things will be revealed in the final universal judgment. Uh, and on that happy note, truly happy note, actually, it, uh, it, it brings this episode or our 200th episode of Ignition to a close. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition when any, with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all and keep you for the day of judgment, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. 
Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Lamb Catholic Radio on 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.